This is the weekend edition of the Code Report. Hello and welcome to the Core Report Weekend Edition. India has set itself very high and ambitious targets in terms of economic growth. We all know about the 5 trillion target, but that's only an intermediate step towards much higher targets or bigger targets. To achieve these targets will take a lot of very efficient movement of goods in the country, between the country and outside, inbound as well as outbound. And that means logistics. Logistics is perhaps the most or one of the most critical inputs to a country's progress including as we've seen elsewhere in the world so where does india stack up today how efficient or how advanced is india today particularly compared to some years ago given all this infrastructure that we've been building and how is all of that contributing to making india or rather putting india on that path to those ambitious targets to talk about that i'm joined by tushar jani the chairman of uh, SCA Group, a very well-known and old freight-forwarding logistics company based out of Mumbai. Tushar is a veteran in the industry, also chairman of the CII Western Region Logistics Subcommittee. He's also been a president of the Association of Multimodal Transport Operators of India. And perhaps in many ways, he's also best known as the founder of Blue Dart, a brand that most of us are familiar with and a brand that he sold along with his co-founders a few years ago but in many ways, as you'll see, jumped back into logistics. Thank you very much for joining me, Mr. Jani. So let me start off with the first question so that we'll put it aside and behind us. Why did you sell Blue Dart? It's very interesting why we sold Blue Dart. And I remember when we sold it, every employee came and asked us, why did you do that? We were very close to employees. The single reason was Blue Dart was a baby considered by three fathers, and we didn't want a baby to suffer. We came in a mode and development mode where every year we had to add aircraft. And aircraft acquisition those days in 2004 and 5 for an Indian entrepreneur was a very difficult proposition. So we thought DHL, with their all might, they'll be able to bring aircraft, which they've done every year, they've upgraded. And we thought there were 7,500 people working in the company. We wanted to secure their future and make that baby sure grows as a nice woman, which she is today. Right. So aircraft and uh, air logistics is or was a critical component of the operation? It is, because we started in 1996 with the aircraft, and our growth came with every time we add aircraft. So it was very evident that we had to add aircraft as a capacity to grow. And that's what happened with Blue Dart's growth. And today, Blue Dart is wherever it is. It's only because their own dedicated fleet. So what's changed since the time you sold it and today, in as much as we are also able to move a lot of cargo today on roads, roads have become better. We have expressways and so on. What's changed? I think so. It will remain the same in the United States. They are very good roads. But Express thrives, you know, UPS and FedEx billions of dollars of company. In India, also will go same way because certain parcels or type of goods are critical to be delivered in time, number one. Number two, in a good, safe and secure manner. And that will always thrive. So on an air cargo, on a global volume, 35% of value of air cargo goes by air, but the 2% of volume. And that would continue for domestic in India also. Of course, we had a good run when earlier e-commerce came in. 
even mobile cover was to go into the air, which is now has found its level where mobile covers lower items, value item goes by road, and in the air, which is critical, high value goes. Right. Okay, so I'm going to come to the present and then go back to the past a little later. So two things about the present, which is geopolitics. The Russia-Ukraine war, which we can see clearly has caused, for example, rerouting of air routes for passenger and obviously cargo as well. And the Middle East war, you know, India wanted to announce the IMEC corridor, the India-Middle East-EU corridor, in which Haifa in Israel is a critical component. Now, obviously, with the war going on, we cannot focus on that, at least for now. So, geopolitics is affecting or likely to affect the way the logistics or the freight industry is going to be affected and perhaps was not in the thinking or consideration of a lot of people even a year and a half ago. How are you seeing it? See, first of all, you have to go back a little bit. It is COVID who brought the logistic in forefront. Otherwise, logistics supply chain guy was put into one corner in the corporate office. Suddenly, he's now sitting in the corner office next to the CEO. So the COVID bring forefront to all of us. The supply chain become important for survival of humankind. And if there was no air supply chain available, more and more millions of people would have died. So distribution of COVID uh, drugs, vaccines, and logistics played a very big role. So it journey started from there. And then it turned into, as we got out of COVID, it took the shape of geopolitics then. So if you see President Biden in various of his lecture, he's talking supply chain. Look at our prime minister. He's talking about supply chain. Not only that, he's gone one step ahead and announced Gati Shakti of 1,25,000 crore initiative just to improve logistic infrastructure. So everybody is that. Now what happened in the geopolitics? You've seen China, then China plus one. So people were looking good volunteer, and India was a good volunteer, as a good manufacturer. We are, in terms of our supply chain, we are quite agility-wise, we are agile, we are reliable, and we are innovative. And that will come in favor of India and way of China. China, in terms of logistics, is much behind in supply chain than India. Because our processes, our uh, manpower, our understanding of supply chain is far better than Chinese. And who better than Indian can understand Jugaad? Logistika Dusanam Jugaad. So we are quite responsive. That's I say, you know, I redefine the air during Kuwait. So A stands for agility, I stand for innovation, and R stands for resilience. And these three components of the air, India is anyway ahead of any of the country in the world. But can you illustrate that a little more when you say China is better? It is true. The Chinese manufacturing capacity ability is huge. Will you buy a Chinese product without its quality? That's number one. Number two, China's supply chain, even though people say, is not very reliable compared to India at this stage, at this point of time. Few years before, India had a problem. But current government initiative on all e-initiative, so everything is going online on an e-platform, that hasn't the process of moving packages. Today, the Indian custom does much faster work than the private sector of 
cargo agents or people like us. So that's the change which has come in. And that's how we see on logistic index where we were and where we are now. We jumped 40 points almost. Right. So if you were to take the journey of a package, let's say going into the manufacture of a car or the car itself going out or a laptop from China versus India, how would you say we stack up in terms of, let's say, processing time at the seaport or at the airport, depending on the product? I will just take you back into the history. When I came in 1976, there was an air cargo dwell time, means package remain on the ground for 21 days, right? Today, we are down to a few hours. And that's the big leap we have taken. And this has happened in the last, how long? Last about five years, a lot of changes have come. And this is in airports like Mumbai only? or Mumbai, Delhi, Delhi. Chennai, Bangalore, Hyderabad. And these are packages or containers that are coming from outside into outside India? Outside into India. And then India. getting distributed within India? Yes. So you're saying that that used to take 21 days earlier? 21 days, packages used to remain at the airport. For clearance, okay. Before the clearance, which is now in few hours. So government has taken a lot of steps. Otherwise, the private sector has to come up with the government and supply chain will further improve in my mind. So where is the private sector lacking? The private sector is not buckled up the way government has buckled up the resources with the technology. I think we need to come up of that level and things will change with Gati Shakti, I'm sure. I'm sure when you're saying this, you're visualizing something. I'm just giving you, like say, custom words, 24 by 7. So you could go and take your parcel even on Sunday. But private sector not coming forward to take delivery on Sunday, which we had to ultimately, which will bring me a change in all of us. So just give small example, which I give it to you. Or say, before the cargo arrival, give all the information to custom. So it can be pre-cleared before it arrives. So our approach is very simple as far as our company is concerned. If passenger can get out, from the aeroplane within an hour, claiming his baggage and go home. Why cargo should remain at the airport for hours or days? And let me tell you, on the passenger side, India is number one today in facilitation. If you go JFK, it's 120 minutes waiting in immigration. You go to Hitro, it's 140 minutes waiting. Today at Indian airport, you come in, walk out, almost in 45 minutes. But that's also because you have less volume, right? No, not really. Idea is we are very good with the processes compared to them. And our men, our output has improved tremendously compared to the world. I asked about the IMEC corridor and I talked about the geopolitics of it. What's changing as you see today in terms of what are some of the bigger clients, what are their concerns? Because finally, they are the people who are moving or want to move production to India or you know move goods out of India if they're already producing here at scale. I just give a few data to you. Since COVID now, over a period, our Chinese import has gone down by 18% by volume. Our export and import out of Europe and US is increased almost by 27%. So 68% of our export going by air on international export goes to Europe and US. 78% of our volume comes from US and Europe into India. And it's growing. Look at Apple phone. We get two charters every week bringing their components. They've got three charters coming out of Bangalore. Every day the finished, you know, iPhones were going out of the country. And, you know, the value which Apple has generated out of their India business is unbelievable in terms of time. 
I think so what we are doing is, there's a lot of structural changes government has brought. Along with the whole awareness in the logistic. First, we never used to get people to come and work. Now at least we are getting people to come and work. There are institutes which are now running good logistic courses, supply chain courses. So that canvas has changed. Infrastructure canvas has changed. Process canvas has changed. What is need to be changed is mindset. So the example you quoted, which is of iPhone, components coming in, charters, mostly in the region, but the finished product going to the United States, and you said two or three a day. Yes. From Bangalore. Yes. Okay. So now, this obviously is because we've created, let's say, the whole Foxconn ecosystem Correct. where we are producing iPhones and other phones and other components. What are the other things that are happening? Because this is new. But uh, Samsung was there much before iPhone, right? Number one. Number two, look at automobiles. We are the probably second or third largest purchaser of that chip which they put into the automobile. And look at how automobiles are being exported out of India into developed countries. It's not an underdeveloping country. So we have bought that change in our manufacturing cycle. People are ready to buy. Look at Bajaj. You know, the kind of three-wheelers or two-wheelers which are being used of Bajaj. Look at in Africa, the motorcycle which is a Bajaj which is so popular. So we are changing. Bharat badal raha hai. Yeah, okay. No, so my question is that when you talk about phones and chips, these are high value, but these are small. Our traditional problems have not been in this area. Our traditional problems have been, let's say you big, bring something big or you want to take out something big like cars and the time it takes from to go from the factory to the port for the ships to come, the big ships don't come and now we have a new transshipment port coming up for the first time. Otherwise, they were going to Colombo. So the questions I'm asking are really coming from where could we go rather than where we are. No, my point is the time has reduced considerably. There is room for improvement. Answer is yes. Is government committed to improve? Answer is yes. I think it's a private sector who has to buckle up with the government in partnership that we also want to change. Right. So I think if combine everything, we would be better off in three to five years. I give a small example of pharma. 20% generic drugs of the world come from Indian pharma companies. We're going to go through that 40%. But our APIs still come from China. Now, that's what we need to change to build our own APIs over a period. And the way the government is working, the next three to five years, will self-reliant. Today, when we open our pharma terminal during the COVID time, we were shipping about 30, 40 tons a day. Same now we are reached to 180 tons a day. This is 180 tons of pharma going by air every day. To other parts to of? To other parts, mainly to Europe and US. And we are so much into the system. If India supplies get disrupted to the world of pharma, there'll be chaos in the world. Not that I would know so much, but you're saying that most of these drugs travel by air and not by ship? There are temperature constraints. There are time constraints. So they go by air. Okay. So I've been meeting a lot of companies, for example, who want to, let's say, set up in India. And they've been looking around for some time. I think almost since 2017, when Trump started increasing tariffs against China, and everyone's been thinking of a China plus one strategy. But the question that I would have even today is, to what extent are we logistically ready for this? So suppose you said there are three aircraft that take out iPhones from Bangalore. But let's say tomorrow, production of iPhones triples or quadruples. Are we ready at this point? I think so we're ready both maritime as well as aviation. 
maritime, you know, gift city has now set up where people can bring their ship and lease it out. They've set it up for aviation. Two big news happened, 500 aircraft, each by Indigo and Tata. Tata ownership of Air India will change the India because most of the traffic was then going via Gulf, various countries, and then going to Europe and US. In three years, it will change. Air India will be a different airline in three years to come. How does that affect freight and cargo? Because every passenger aircraft also has a belly capacity. And that will tremendously increasing. And Air India, at some point of time, will have freighter when they find the right time, right match. Is there a number that uh, you can say, for example, let's say if whatever, 10 tons of cargo goes out of India, how much goes in the belly of passenger aircraft versus... So today, prior to COVID, 85% was belly, 15% was freighter. Today, it is about 40% freighter, 60% belly. But once Air India come in the picture with the belly space and the growth what India would happen, I would say a 75% would go on a belly and 25% would be freighter. So there are clearly more freighter aircraft are flying into India today than it ever is. before. It is. So what's changed there? The change is faster movement, more cargo can come, growth can be handled because the belly space has that own time schedule. If factory needs a cargo, it's better to move by freighter and bring it in time so you can achieve just in time. And what would be the constituents of this? So you said pharma was one example, the drugs the export, and all that. Yeah. Pharma specialty chemical. India is the best specialty chemical manufacturer in the world. Medical equipment, imaging equipment. India is going to become one of the biggest hub for the medical equipment. Vaccines. In the amount of vaccines now we make, because everybody knows only COVID, 20 other vaccines India makes. So we are number one. We are the vaccine capital of the world. Well, and all of this is going out Into on freighters mostly and... Freighters, line flights, which we call passenger. But just to give you a small number, 31% of anti-depression drug of the world is consumed in the United States. Out of that, 60% is supplied by India. So just imagine, I'll just give you one number. But imagine the other numbers. Specialty chemicals, we have captured about 40% of market share. And of course, textile and fashion garments are Inditex today is looking manufacturing more and more in India. Right. So to come back to capacity and our ability to grow capacity, so I'll start with ports and then come to air. On ports, we've seen a slew of new announcements Absolutely. in the last couple Absolutely. of months and that's good. But one of those announcements, for example, Vadawan Port, which is quite close to where we are sitting right now, has been in the making for more than 20 years. And they were environmental opposition. So that's fine. I mean, these things happen. But my question is that if you look at the time that many of these projects come to fruition, are we losing out? And if so, how? Of course, we have lost out. If you ask me, are we losing out yet? The answer is yes. There is, see, infrastructure in this country always is a problem. Either you have some lobby or some farmer lobby or local people lobby or fishermen's lobby. Look at in our own city in Mumbai to get that coastal way to go to up to Varsova, right? So it took time and it will take time. But good part is current government regime is very decisive and they're finding solution to the problem. And that is important. And I believe when we all vote in time to come, we have seen one clear majority government, what it can do then to have a coalition. So I'm not going to talk about politics. Whatever party you bring, 
but give them absolute maturity. Right. So airports like Mumbai, for example, are pretty full. I mean, we're doing almost close to peak of, let's say, 900 movements. We It's very difficult to do more. A lot of the industry, for traditional reasons, is in and around, at least, let's say, in areas like pharmaceuticals, automotive, and so on. Airports like Bangalore have more runways. Delhi has more runways. But they're also growing on the passenger side. So how are you seeing... But Navi Mumbai will be there in short time. But probably next year, Navi Mumbai will be operational. And Navi Mumbai will give that answer of 100 million probably, I don't know, what they are projecting. But if you're talking 100 million plus passenger out of Navi Mumbai and about 50 million here in Mumbai, you have achieved what you need. I mean, nowhere in the world, 150 million. And city of Mumbai will have enough upliftment capacity, passenger or cargo. Yeah, so that's Mumbai. And as you look ahead... Look at Delhi. Yeah. Now we've got Noida, which is coming up. Indira Gandhi Airport has four runway. The Noida will have four runway. Now, eight runways into distance of 100 kilometer is fantastic. As you project where the business will come from in the cargo and logistics business, a lot of it will be in the south. Are you seeing that kind of capacity addition in airports and I think ports? it will change. It will change. You will see a lot of capacity coming in north, vis-a-vis UP, Rajasthan, Haryana. You will see that change will. Because please understand, all over the world, the industry has gone where ports are. If you look at all European ports, Bit Liverpool, bit Hamburg, bit Rotterdam, bit Antwerp. So wherever the upliftment capacity will come, the industry will come around there. And I believe Noida as well as IG Airport, both is a great future. We are seeing it already. Air India already started bringing transshipment cargo, picking up from New York, bringing to Mumbai and taking to Dubai. From Dubai, cargo comes to Mumbai, go to Sydney, right? This has never happened. So how does that work? Why would cargo come to Delhi, which is all the because way east, and then go back to west? Hmm. Because Air India doesn't go to New York to Dubai directly. So they bring it to Delhi and transshipment into their flight going to Dubai. And you're saying that's cheaper for someone than to put it in an Emirates? Or... Absolutely. Okay. Air India is going to be a different entity. What are the rates like? If I, can I ask don't you? know exact yeah. rate, but okay. they are very, very competitive. Yeah. Competitive enough for you to... for that... they are making the product better day and day. That's important. The new aircraft, 777, very nice. They're new. I mean, as opposed to everything else no, which I was No, I mean, old. they've yeah. taken the old ones yeah, yeah. on lease, but they're new compared to what they have. No, but on the cargo front, you're saying that the product that they're offering, for example, uh, New York to Dubai, which I'm sure will take longer, but is much more no, price competitive. much time. It comes to New York to Delhi and connecting flight straight into Dubai. So the time difference only maybe one hour. And customs does not hold it in India? There are set procedures on the transshipment set up by custom. We still need to be make it a little more automated or more e-friendly, which I'm sure we are working with the government authority. We should. You should visit our Delhi terminal to see how that is changing. No, I'd love to. And who would like typically use these services? Obviously, I'm assuming it's not an Indian company because this no, is... No, uh, it's an American yeah. exporter who's sending it to Dubai or who's sending it to Australia. And time-wise, what is the difference you're saying or you're saying there's no Just difference about at all? Just about hardly one, one and a half hour. For a longer flight of, say, 18, 24 hours, one and a half hour is not much when you give the economical advantage. Right. And you're saying similar transshipment to Australia? Yes. So they come into Delhi like say San Francisco to Delhi, Delhi to Sydney or Delhi to Melbourne. So the opportunity for this is huge. Huge. We just have to 
make use of, take Bangladesh. Bangladesh doesn't have upliftment capacity. Today, what we are doing, we're taking cargo by truck from Dhaka airport, bring it by road into Indira Gandhi airport and send it to Europe because there's no capacity Bangladesh to India by air. So multimodal is going to be name of the game. Our neighboring country will be benefited. Sri Lanka will be benefited. Nepal will be benefited. Bhutan will be benefited. But this paperwork sounds quite frightening. I mean, to bring it by road from, let's say, Bangladesh, crossing through, obviously, West Bengal into India. But and then you look at Europe. How, what's the time that... Nothing. So you take from Benapur to Delhi, which is roughly about 48 hours, and then connect on the flight straight in another eight hours time. So you're saying customs processing at the border is reasonably fast today. Absolutely. I mean, I'm only asking because I don't know. No, I mean, no. I, uh, Govind, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, and I repeat, Government has walked much faster than private sector. Okay. So now let me come to this point. And you've mentioned it about three times now. So why do you say that private sector is not stepped because up? Because private sector always thought we could blame government. And we ignore our own lethargy in our own system. I think that, that we'll have to you know, cut our that lethargy and inertia and move forward to a better supply chain. Okay. So can you give me an example from yourself? about how you think you could have moved faster, given that, let's say, government had opened up? My point is, what has happened on fintech? Today, vegetable vendors, when your wife goes and she says, okay, I'll pay you, I don't have money, the guy just shows her QR code. Okay, Babi ji, ye QR code hai, paisa de do. Anna? Same thing, government has made things available. We are not using it. So Saturday, Sunday, people don't work. They think supply chain cannot work on Saturday, Sunday. But it's a continuous process. So Private industry will have to work on Saturday, Sunday to improve their supply chain, to make product going out, which they are not doing it. So today what happens on our cargo terminal, Saturday, Sunday, virtually we don't have a cargo. So Monday, if you come on my terminal, nothing has come. All flight almost goes empty. But what stops you from, I mean, all other airlines and aircraft and uh, passengers are going through on Saturday, Sunday and all days. But so why would cargo... Argument. Hmm. You as a passenger ready to take flight on Sunday. Why can't your cargo take flight on Sunday? But people have to work. They have to do custom clearance. They have to give declarations or whatever formalities. For that, they have to call people and people will not come. But you're saying all of India's private cargo movement comes to a standstill on weekends? Yes. And that is shame. When government has put infrastructure, technology, people, resources... And we are not able to do it, not able to make use of it. But I believe we will be forced to do it. You know, once your growth comes, you will see people coming up. So what they do, they bring all cargo on Friday. And then they create congestion. So they said, finish Saturday, Sunday work, you finish on Friday. So they still have their holiday. But why it should be that way? Produce more, right? And use Saturday, Sunday. It will come by force. But there's nothing stopping you from doing it, let's say, in the SCA group. No, we're doing it. We're open 24 by 7. I'm obligated as a custom custodian. I'm obligated to run 24 by 7. So during COVID, even we operated all the time. So all vaccines and masks and ventilator, we were operating. So let me come to another aspect of what's changed in the business, at least from where I see it. A lot of newcomers have come in. So there are at two ends. One is, let's say, larger delivery companies themselves including well-funded and tech kind of thing. And then the other, the tech companies who are providing all kinds of B2B solutions, efficiency solutions, and so on. How are you seeing them? And what, in your mind, as looking at it, someone who's seen this industry for so many decades, 
What is their contribution? I always say our business is heart to heart, hand to hand. Technology is enabler. Unless you don't see our person's face who come and pick it up, your parcel, you're not going to be rest. We have to play with your heart and make you assure that don't only it is picked up. Number two, we have to ensure that it goes on the aeroplane or truck. Number three, we have to ensure that aeroplane goes, truck get driven. And the other side, when it comes, we have to ensure we come to your home and give it to in your hand. So in all this process, technology is just an enabler. The biggest challenge logistic industry will face is the human resource. We'll need people. to understand when the guy says, I'm a delivery boy, he doesn't get a girl. So his prospective groups doesn't get a bride. So we have to change that. But I'm happy Swiggy and all are changing that perception, right? It will take time. But idea is, do we need technology? Answer is yes. So many years before, Mr. Fred Smith, the owner and chairman of Federal Express, made this statement to me. He said 50% of a business is pickup and delivery and 50% of business giving you information. And that would, but if your pickup and delivery has not done well, then information has no meaning. So I would say urge investor, entrepreneur, build your tech platform, but do your groundwork first. That's saying in another way that we are not giving enough focus there or companies are I not... I think we are not giving enough focus on physical aspects in terms of motivating people to come and work, make their life a little easy. How many times people ask glass of water for a delivery boy comes to deliver parcel at your home? Nobody bothers about him. Has he got a water? I think that every delivery company must put health checker app within their company. Is that guy okay? I mean, you go in 50 degree temperature for him to go and make delivery. I think we have to be being human first in our companies. That is, I don't see, and technology can't provide. So all these valuation hurts me and makes me unhappy. Why is that? You have to spend money on people. Technology will change. Within no time, it will change. Blue Dot started Trace and Trek in 1986 when internet was not born. There were no satellite. Look at where the technology has gone. Now my small daughter can do Trace and Trek with a little bit coding and all. So it will change. It will evolve. But have we worked with the people? Have we done final delivery? Look at what happened globally with FedEx, UPS, and DHL. They're still working on people. And I'm proud to say, during COVID, DHL had volunteered to give each of their staff around the world 300 euro as just one-time money to handle the stress of the life. I'm sure FedEx has got similar values. I'm sure UPS has got some. So we have to build that culture in India. So when you look back now, all the changes that have happened, and clearly the last decade, for example, we've seen a lot of changes, including because of technology. Do you feel you should have held on for a little longer? Not really. I think so. DHL has done a splendid job. And at the end, it was Blue Darters who were running the company. Whether it's DHL on the top or Tushar Jani Kleidkov or Kushudabas on the top, didn't matter. Our staff is still highly committed. They still operate 99% audit level. And they'll bid any company with infrastructure and power. I mean, I've seen people carrying bags on the top when they serve the water even today. When they were. So Blue Dart will carry on. It's a brand which multinational has kept the brand going. It's not DHL. Is blue dot. That itself is a proof with the blue dot. So I think so. We have protected our people's future and I'm very proud with our blue darters.
that's a good note to end on. Thank you very much for joining Thank me, you. Mr. Jani. Thank you. Thank you. This was the core report with me, Govind Raj Ethiraj. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter at www.thecore.in. That is www.thecore.in or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook as well. Now, we would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant to you including our reporting on India's vibrant manufacturing sector. Write to us at feedback at the core.in. Thank you for listening.